0: Welcome to Burnside at Home for Sunday the 9th of January. This is our pre-record of the service. You're more than welcome to join with us on a Sunday in the church building at 11 o'clock. You can listen to this on the website, via the telephone line at the local rate number, and of course as a podcast which you can subscribe to on your phone or tablet or computer. Today we're beginning a brand new series. We're going to be thinking about... Exile in the Bible, but more importantly, are we living in exile now in this world, in the situation that we're in today? And if we are living in exile, then we are to look ahead with hope that we will one day return to the promised land. And whether that is here on earth or much more likely in the world to come in the new heaven and the new earth. So that's what we're going to be thinking about today. We're going to think in general about exile. And then next week, we're going to move into the book of Daniel. And we're going to look at the opening uh, six chapters of Daniel uh, to find out how we live in a world which has rejected God and how we honour God in that world. Uh, So do join with us today During this week on the blog each day and also as a podcast and then next week we begin the story of Daniel. And you might find it helpful to read Daniel through or at least read the first six chapters of Daniel before next Sunday. So let's worship together today and we begin with this verse from Philippians 3 verse 20. But our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a saviour from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, we are not citizens of Northern Ireland. We're not citizens of Great Britain and the UK. But we are citizens of heaven. And we are awaiting our saviour from there, Jesus Christ, so that we can serve him and honour him and follow him. So let's come to him in prayer together. Let us pray. Lord, we praise you today because we know that it is good to sing praises to our God. It is pleasant and a a song of praise is fitting for you, as the psalmist has said. Lord, we come to you today and before you, Lord, we know that our hearts are open. All of our desires are known to you. There are no secrets that we keep hidden. And therefore, Lord, as we come to you today, we pray that you would cleanse the thoughts of our hearts. We ask, Lord, that you would do that by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit so that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Almighty God, Heavenly Father, because we're so weak in ourselves that we cannot stand even for a moment, and also, Lord, our sworn enemy, the devil, the world, and our own flesh do not cease to attack us. Therefore, Lord, will you keep and strengthen us by the power of your Holy Spirit, so that we may firmly resist them, and not go down to defeat in this spiritual war. But Lord, help us to remain persistent until we finally obtain the complete victory and reign together with your Son, our Lord and Protector, Jesus Christ in your kingdom. Lord, help us day by day, we pray. Help us, Lord, to know your assurance each day That you're the one who has said, come to me, all you who labour and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And therefore, Lord, we come to you this day seeking you, and we pray that we might find rest in you. Lord, we come to take your yoke upon us, and we ask, Lord, that you would reveal yourself to us. You've told us, Lord, that you are gentle and lowly in heart and therefore we trust you this day. So, Lord, be with us in this time of worship and help us to honour you. And let us say the Lord's prayer together. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses As we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. I thought that it would be good today at the start of the new year for us to affirm our faith and declare it together by saying together the Apostles' Creed. Uh, And so I invite you to to speak it. If you're watching this on the website, then you can follow along with the words on the screen. And we're just simply going to state our faith. If you don't know the words of the Apostles' Creed, then just listen carefully and, and say amen at the end of each line that you agree with what's being said. So the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty. Maker of heaven and earth, I believe in Jesus Christ, his only begotten Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead and buried. He ascended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our reading today is from Jeremiah chapter 29 and it's, we're going to read together verses 4 to 14 which is Jeremiah explaining to us how we're to live in a time of exile. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there, do not decrease. Also, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Do not let the prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord And pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord. And will bring you back to the place from which I carried you Into exile. Amen. And we pray that God will bless this reading of His word to us today. I always like to hear the word of the year announcement each year. It's interesting to find a word that attempts to sum up a year or has been used extensively during that year. In 2020, the Oxford English Dictionary Word of the Year was unprecedented because it was used in every situation. No matter what it was that took place in 2020, it was unprecedented. We had never seen the like of it before. Pandemic was also a close contender. This year, Oxford have chosen the word Vax as their word of the year and Cambridge have chosen Perseverance as their word of the year. And again, you can see why both those words can be used to sum up 2021 vaccines where the great push throughout all of this past year and perseverance was needed by so many And it's to do with our attitude towards the pandemic and how we have got through it. But Perseverance is also connected with NASA. And NASA sent their Perseverance rover, which landed on Mars and started to explore there. And so Perseverance sums it up in a couple of different ways. Now, if I had to choose a word to sum up our church life this last year then I think I would choose the word lament. Back in January, we began the year looking at how lament was a a positive way to view what was happening in the world. And if you were listening along to Beside the Burn this past week, then we looked at that on Monday. Throughout this past year, I found myself returning time and time again, to lament. I've done it whenever I've been leading services on a Sunday, but I've also done it in my own quiet time as well. Whenever I have been in total despair about what is happening in the world, lament allows us to deal with that despair. So whether it's a new variant of the, that of the virus that has been discovered, I come to God in lament. Whether it's a lack of leadership, I come to God in lament. Whether it appears that those in authority are lying to us, we come to God in lament. And it keeps us focused on God to lead us to the hope that he has for us. Now, I'm going to enter into the dangerous world of prediction. And I want to make a pitch for a word for this incoming year. Now, who knows if this will be a word that stands the test of the next 12 months? Who knows if this word will help us throughout these next 12 months, but it's a word that has increasingly come to mind as I've tried to process what is happening in our world. And therefore, I want to suggest that it might help us at least at the start of this year, if not through the complete year. The word I want us to start off with this new year is the word exile. Now, maybe you were expecting something else. Maybe something more positive, something with more action in it, something with a a bit more hope in it. But I want us to explore this idea of exile together. Because as I've read through God's Word, the theme of exile is something that keeps coming up. As I've spoken to others the idea of exile has appeared in a few conversations and as i've looked to try and study this and, and read up about it exile isn't something that has given a lot of attention in today's theology it's not a concept that is popular there aren't there are lots of deep theological articles about Exile, but popular books don't seem to mention it. And so it's been difficult to to, uh, think through this with the help of others. So exile is a theme that runs right throughout the Bible. From the opening few chapters of Genesis uh, to the end of the book of Revelation. It's not an exaggeration to say That the Bible deals with exile. So what do we mean by exile? Well, the dictionary definition. Let's begin with that. Exile, the state of being barred from one's native country, typically for political or punitive reasons. If you've been exiled, then you are referred to as an exile. And the first time that we see this in the Bible is at the beginning of Genesis, Genesis chapter 3, whenever Adam and Eve have sinned. And they are banished from the Garden of Eden, this perfect paradise that God has created for them to live in. Because of their sin, they are banished, they are exiled from the Garden. Genesis 3, verses 23 to 24. So the Lord God banished him from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword, flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. Eden was that perfect place of communion with God. And now Adam and Eve are exiled into a world that is sinful and hostile. God's great plan of salvation always centres around what happened at the fall. Dealing with sin and restoring the paradise that was lost. Abraham is called and promised a land to live in. His descendants then spend hundreds of years in exile in Egypt as slaves. And before Moses leads them to the land flowing with milk and honey, the the promised land. Now when Israel was obedient, the nations prospered in the land. But when they rejected God, the Babylonians invaded and carried them away into exile. Then, when they repented of their sin and turned to the Lord their God, they were brought back to Israel again. And then, whenever they sinned, they were taken away. We've just spent a few weeks in the book of Ruth and their Naomi, who had ended up in a self-imposed exile, I suppose, in Moab, always had a yearning to go back to the promised land and to be in Bethlehem again. And this is one of the characteristics of being in exile, that whenever you are in exile, you have a longing, a yearning to go back to where you belong to find that place of belonging again so the question that we need to ask ourselves today is are we living in exile today or are we living in the promised land With the coming of Jesus, the earthly boundaries of countries are no longer, I suppose, what designates exile and what designates your home. There isn't a physical place on earth to return to or to yearn for. All divisions that exist are are now gone, as it were. And if you think about Galatians 3, we're told, So in Christ Jesus... You are all children of God through faith. There's neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So the promise is what we long for. Now, our longing is indeed for a promised land, but that promised land that we want to return to is heaven. And therefore, right now, we are actually living in exile. We're not living in the land that we're supposed to be. This world is foreign to us. Paul puts it in that verse that we read at the beginning from Philippians. But our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a saviour from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. The sad thing is that for a while we had almost convinced ourselves that we were living in the promised land. On the whole, the laws of the land murred God's word. We were largely living in a Christian country. We had kept the evils of hypocrisy and ritual at bay and were standing up for the truth. We were a beacon throughout the world of justice. People looked up to our nation. But over the last few years, something has changed. There's no doubting now that we are in exile. Physically, we're still in the same place. We're still on the same ground in the same country with the same name. But spiritually, we have been carried far, far away. We've almost woken up, as it were, in a different country. Look around. We hardly recognise the place any longer. The laws that govern us have changed. They're no longer based on God's word. The foundation of the Bible that our society was once built upon has been whipped away. And nothing has been put in as a foundation in its place. And therefore everything on top is beginning to wobble and and fall apart. Things that we regard as being true and unquestionable are now regarded as old-fashioned and out-of-date. This is certainly not the promised land anymore. To quote that great theologian, Jim Reeves, this world is not my home, I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. We've got the same feeling that the Israelites had whenever they were taken captive and they were living in Babylon. In Psalm 137, they are far away from Israel and they worry that they will get so used to life in exile that they will forget about Israel. They'll forget all about Jerusalem. So they sing Psalm 137. By the rivers of Babylon, we sat and wept when we remembered Zion. There on the poplars we hung our hearts, for there our captors asked us for songs. Our tormentors demanded songs of joy. They said, sing us one of the songs of Zion. How can we sing the songs of the Lord while in a foreign land? If I forget you, Jerusalem, may my right hand forget its skill. May my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth. If I do not remember you, if I do not consider Jerusalem my highest joy. Whenever we look around at what has happened to society over the last five, ten, maybe even twenty years, how can we sing? What happens if we forget what the promised land is like? I can't feel at home in this world anymore. So how do we live in exile? Well, there are a few options. The first option is to resist We can fight everything that goes wrong. We can protest at every decision. We can batten down the hatches and maintain some degree of decency in our own little enclave. Second option is to give in. Just accept that we're in exile and adopt the Babylonian way of life. Reject the truth of God's word and accept the popular opinions. Accommodate the ways of the world into our worship and our lives. But neither of those options, resisting or giving in, are really very helpful. Protesting doesn't always get us very far. In fact, we become caricatures of what we believe and very few people listen. Accommodating doesn't help either. Instead, we lose our voice. Our message makes no sense because our lives just look like everyone else's. So what do we do? Well, Jerusalem has another option. Or sorry, Jeremiah has another option. And it may surprise you. What Jeremiah tells the people to do while they're in exile may even shock you, what he says. We read it earlier from Jeremiah 29. The Lord says, if you are in exile, get on with life. You cannot force yourself out of exile. When the time is right, you will come out, but in the meantime... This is what Jeremiah says. Seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it. Because if it prospers, you too will prosper. We are to seek the peace and prosperity of the world we live in. This will honour God and we will prosper as well. It seems to go against all that comes naturally to us. Now, is there anyone in the Bible who follows this command? Is there anyone in the Bible who sets an example of how to do this? Is there any example to help us live like this? Well, perhaps the best known and indeed the best example of this that we can find in the Bible, is Daniel. He is taken captive to Babylon from Israel. He is enrolled in a three-year training program. And throughout it all, he maintains his integrity and his faith, while at the same time doing all that he can to fulfill the demands of the training regime. So over the next few weeks, we're going to look at Daniel's example of living in exile. We're going to ask this question, how do we live in exile? And we're going to look to Daniel to find our example in him, to find out how we can live in this exile that we find ourselves in. Daniel lived in a foreign land with foreign rules and yet he maintained his integrity and his faith in the Lord God Almighty. And so if we are going to do the same in today's world, then we'd do well to look to Daniel and find our example in him. So how do we live in exile? Let's first of all realize that we are in exile, that we're no longer in the promised land. And then let us seek the peace and prosperity of the city and pray to the Lord for it. Because if it prospers, then we will prosper. Let's pray together. Lord God Almighty, we recognise that we are living far from you. Help us, Lord, to realise that our citizenship is truly in heaven and not in this evil world. Help us, Lord, not to become so attached to the things of this world that we miss lifting our eyes up to you. So, Lord, we look to you for our help And as you have been with us in the past, so we pray you will be with us in the future. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all, both now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you so much for worshipping with us today. Do remember you can come along any Sunday at 11 o'clock to our church building. You'll be made very welcome. And we pray that God will bless us in these weeks ahead as we seek to live for him in exile.